0: what's up guys thank you for joining us on another episode of the waiting table podcast where we have roundtable discussions about the hottest topics in weight loss with of course coolest people from the bariatric community i'm rob waiting in vain this is murph aka Murph losing it grab a chair wind down from your busy day and take a seat at the table murph how's it going man
1: it's going good man it's going real good i'm excited to be here friday night this is different uh, typically, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're here on a Wednesday night on hump day, but now, Hey, TGI F. So, uh, I'm here for it. Yeah.
0: Hey, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. Before we get into this awesome, awesome mm-hmm. show, uh, I just wanted to give a big congratulations to Mary. I know I mentioned it on Instagram, but I want to mention it to everyone else. So, yeah. Big congratulations yeah. to Mary in yeah. motion on having her skin removal surgery yesterday. Uh, such a big step. And we here at the waiting table are super, super pumped for you. So congratulations. That's awesome.
1: Good job. Good job. Mm
0: -hmm. It's going to be quite a journey. And I know you're up for it. So it'll be awesome. Yeah, she's tough. Yeah, tougher than me.
1: (laughs) She's got this. this. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah.
0: No, no, no. I knew it. Don't worry. We all knew. knew. (laughs) Um, So this is an exciting week for us. And, you know, we just turned the corner into December. We're wrapping up for the holidays. Fortunately and unfortunately, this often equals lots and lots of yummy, yummy food. And on this week's episode, and by popular demand, we welcome back to the table Jeannie Reed Boyer, IG, at BerrySuccessRD, who, again, is a registered dietitian specializing in bariatrics. And along with helping us guide us sort of to keep on track during the holiday season, Uh, Jeannie will be sharing some really, really exciting news with all of us here at The Waiting Table. So yeah, let's jump into it. Jeannie, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Welcome back. So
2: happy to be here again. Welcome back, exactly. Welcome back. Part
1: part two. I was saying uh, on Instagram, you know, we talked about doing a part two. Uh, I didn't think it would be this soon but uh, i'll take it i'm i'm so here for it i'm excited and uh, absolutely backed by popular demand i know that was a, a fantastic episode a lot of people including myself benefited from it mm-hmm. uh, so we're excited to see uh, what what else you have in store what's going on with genie so um, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i will uh,
0: say this just to start off just because last time we were not able to get all the questions and if you have questions start them now Start yeah. them now, start listing them now, and we'll we'll get on top of them. But yeah, yeah, just throw in your questions in the chat and we'll make sure we throw them at Jeannie.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Jeannie, mm-hmm. uh we are familiar with you, obviously, um, but maybe not everybody else is or haven't haven't, you know, seen the, the first episode. Uh give us a little background on uh yeah on Jeannie.
2: Yeah. Sure. So I um loved food wanted to be i don't know if i told you guys this last time i actually was going to be a chef like that was going to be my my career and was told like oh go to college first so i did that i was like oh you should study nutrition i did that and then they're like oh be a dietitian i was like i don't really Mm want to do that (laughs) and um so i just did what i was told and ended up working in the hospital and just not liking it of course um and got to teach a bariatric class and was like, oh, this is where I want to be. Like, this is my people and what I feel like I could be good at and can make an impact. And so I just got lucky with that class and then found what I love to do. And so I've been a bariatric dietitian since 2004 or five, um, And because of that, I've seen whatever that is, 18 years of... Of the whole process and the reason i even begun began to have an instagram presence was because of the long term because of the people that are year and a half to 15 years out from surgery and don't have that connection that they had initially with their care team with their dietitian um yeah. and it might not feel comfortable to go back to that person so mm-hmm. yeah that's a little absolutely bit.
1: Yeah, I've i uh, I had my surgery about sixteen months ago, and I've only seen my care team uh, once in you know wow. in the past sixteen months um, because they they weren't much of a care team, and so a lot of the support and and the advice that 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 I that has got that has given me you know the, this boost and, and success that I've had has been from Jeannie and Rob and and everybody here on Instagram and and. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you chose that or whoever pushed you into that field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad, you know, they did that. Uh, cause now you're here blessing us, you know, with all this knowledge yeah. and I love it. I, I, yeah.
0: And if anyone hasn't gone on Jeannie's Instagram page, it's not just very informative, but it's, it's very entertaining as well. You know, so, Jeannie, you do an <laughs> yes. awesome job at this, and, and Rob does an awesome job at, at mm-hmm, this yeah. as well, yeah. um, My way Is History. It, it's just, you know, it, you give a lot of great information, but you do it in a way that people want to come back and listen mm-hmm. and, and watch what you have to say. And it, it's awesome. It's very refreshing to see that because I know that's just not where I am. I, I don't have the energy for that. And, and you mm-hmm. guys do such a good job. So yeah. it's, it's awesome. It's, it's a great way to represent our Thanks. community too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Very,
1: right. very relevant information. Uh, right. yeah. And the camera just loves you guys. So you guys, right. you, you work it and it's, it's great. I love it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, um, it's hard. Cause when you're preparing for surgery, all the stuff is like, you're sitting across the desk from the Dietitian or the doctor and you're getting papers and books and yeah it, it's overwhelming it's, it's got to be done it's information that you need but it's hard to to remember it when you read it on paper versus like see rob do some silly video or myself <laughs> voiceover some some funny person so
0: well i think that's the thing too as adult learners right like we tend to absorb things when we're ready to absorb things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we tend to absorb things in manners that appeal to us, right? And sometimes reading a pamphlet about eat this after your bariatric surgery, when you're already very overwhelmed, it's it doesn't right. stick. Like I remember right. the amount of panic in a lot of people at that last bariatric class for us for dietitian. Um, and the amount that I think people absorbed. I remember my wife was sitting with me because you could you could bring your spouse to that that last yeah. session. And I remember people asking these questions and my wife being so bewildered at the questions being asked because it's like your surgery is just around the corner and these are like the basic questions that you're asking. And it's tough because it is a lot of information, right? So the way that you mm-hmm. guys get that information out, it's awesome.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, thanks. Yeah. For sure.
0: So, of course, we had mentioned we're, know, we're coming along the holidays and and all that, but I have a question um, and Mike, awesome, you have a question as well, but I'm going to jump in first because I started first and (laughs) my question, and it it pertains to me just being on vacation, right? Like when you're on vacation, if you're at an all-inclusive, if you're on a cruise, if you're on anywhere where food is just sort of all over the place, how do you approach eating while on vacation are there specific things you keep in mind are you are there specific sort of rules or guidelines that you keep for yourself like I knew what mine Hmm. were of course I broke those on the very first day (laughs) after a full day of travel being delayed by like three hours we get to Jamaica and we're like eat let's go right it's like eat drink Mm -hmm. let's go but then after that it was just sort of like you know a day in and my wife and I were both like okay now we've done that Here's the toast and hard, boiled, hard yeah. boiled egg, you know, get into that. But what would you usually suggest?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, why are you going on vacation? I think you start with that question, Great. you know, like, are you going for adventure? Are you going for relaxation? Um, are you going to be with people you love? Like keep that first of mind and, and focus on that on your vacation and that means you might have um, cake. You might have cheese fries. You might have, I don't know. I can't think of Jamaican, like, heavy, like. Mm.
0: It's like beef yeah. patties it's, and rice and peas. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stuck Rob, just start it. listing right. off what you ate. And,
2: and right? you, whether yeah,
0: you should right. have them. That. Let me help you, you have. Have.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the thing. You got to yeah. keep in the forefront like why i'm on vacation is it to relax and read books and maybe you have a drink with an umbrella great but most of us don't go on vacation to to eat all the food Mm. it's nice that it's there it makes vacation better have the thing but how long is vacation seven days ten days right when you come back what do you do like
0: Yeah. yeah yeah definitely i think that's a good point because i think I know going into it in my mind is just like, okay, we're going to stay strict or as strict as possible. I, I always try to keep into context exactly what you said. Why are we there? We're with family. And even at home, I'm I'm always okay with eating whatever else to enjoy. Like I don't try to eat separate from my kids. Whatever they're eating, I'm eating mm-hmm. as well. I want to make sure I enjoy. But I, I just find that vacation has always been a hard point for me. I remember back in the day, we used to, we used to go on a cruise and come back and it's like wow I gained 20 pounds yeah. on this yeah. seven day cruise right right so right. it was good Cruises this time hard. around and it was it was you know very balanced and it was I was happy with it I never once felt guilty over what I was eating or anything of that nature but I always do feel like vacations are, are a bit of a not a trap but it's always a it's a it's a hard point
2: right I think yeah and we can you know talk about holiday season two right it's the same thing going in you think like oh like crap how, how much ice cream am I going to eat, or they're going to have too much food around, or I'm going to just relax, or I only get my grandmother's butterscotch pie. But zoom out, and this is yeah. two days, Christmas Eve, yep. Christmas, and 10 days vacation. So right. enjoy your vacation, but also think about why you're you're not there just to eat like you're there to adventure explore relax be with your people yeah for
0: sure so Janie, i'm just going to interrupt this right now because i remember thinking this during the last pod um that as we were having this conversation you'd be naming all these really good foods and i would look at murph's (laughs) picture and i could see him thinking about them. and then as you were starting your your, your discussion yeah exactly i see this i see. there's some smirk on murk like
2: on <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah i mean we associate you know food especially if you're going out of the country or something you you want to try you know yeah um you, you want to try get that jamaican jerk or whatever you know that they're serving up on the on the grill and you know it's part of the experience right but i think it's important to know i mean just because you're in another place another country with different types of food Um, your consistency is what, what is, is what's gotten Mm -hmm. you to the point that you're at, you know what I mean? So if you want to enjoy those foods, enjoy them in moderation or, you know, portion control is always huge. You know, for me, um, I'm still a big foodie. I love food and I just have to tell myself, you know, the last bite's going to taste the same as the first and vice versa. You know what I mean? It's like just I want to eat that whole thing, but I know what it tastes like. I got Mm -hmm. the experience. You know, I, I make exceptions for protein. Like if it's pure, pure protein or something like that, I'll, I might yeah. take that last bite. Yeah. My, nose, my nose starts to drip and I'm like, oh, I ate too much, but, but it was protein. So it's okay. You know, yeah. Um or I try to fill up on the protein first and then, you know, doesn't leave a lot of room for the fries afterwards or something like that. But, exactly. Um, but we, yeah, I mean, cause we want to, we're on vacation, we want to be happy, but you don't have to throw the whole, your, your whole consistency out the window, you know? And
2: you can think future like you also want to be happy when you get back you don't want to get back yeah. and be like yeah that was awful and i feel awful for the next two weeks like you
1: well get yeah because back and be like, that
2: was a great vacation
1: the regret the regret snows ball snowballs into you know depression you for some of us and you just keep going you know uh, i or remember I already
2: messed it up so i'm gonna right
1: keep- might as yeah. well keep going and then thanksgiving lasts mm-hmm. you know two weeks or you know christmas lasts,
2: right.
1: <laughs> you know Uh, For Thanksgiving, I had three slices of pie on one plate, and I thought to myself, like, I I know I can't eat three slices, but I took a bite out of each one and then threw them away. I hate wasting food, but I got to try, you know, the Dutch apple, the pumpkin, and the
2: the pie, you know what I mean? And it's like, all right,
1: and I'm good, you know? Yeah. So, um, Dad's losing is on here as well. He just had schizophrenia surgery uh, yesterday, too, or the day before yesterday, I think. Uh, so kudos to him. Um, we were just talking about Mary having skin removal surgery. Uh, so shout out to uh, to him as well. Uh, do you want to go back up to
0: Mike's question real quick, Rob? Yeah, for sure.
2: And, and okay. Mike, tell me how far out from surgery you are.
0: Mike is six months.
1: Okay. Six months out. Um, for those who can't see it on, uh, I don't know if you typed it all up, Rob, yeah. for YouTube, but I can read it real quick. Um, I I know, I I know I should listen to my body, but why doesn't my stomach like digesting, uh, seafood or lettuce since surgery? Will these things change or should I just stick with the food that, that agrees with me? Yeah. With with the agrees with me. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's hard. Um, seafood and lettuce are so easy and good, good for you, good protein, Mm. easy to cook. Um, don't push it. Like I don't, it it will get better. Um, Six months is still early and your stomach's still sensitive. Um, But some people just, there's one thing, and you guys could probably say what your one thing is. They're like, no, I can't, it just doesn't work. And it, what's frustrating is it's, it's not consistent. I can't tell you like, Oh, everybody can't eat beef. It's like, this steak doesn't work for you. That chicken doesn't work for you. Shrimp doesn't work, but fish does. Um, so hopefully it won't be like that forever. But for right now, I would just stick with what you you know settles okay.
1: Yeah. I, I had a similar problem with with lettuce, with salads and things like that. I, I couldn't eat them um, for a while, and, and I looked into it a little bit, and and I talked to somebody – Maybe it was um, on Rob's Monday night men's group or something yeah. where I think the topic came up. Um, something about salad lettuce that just digests different and it takes and it, time.
2: And um, you could try different lettuce too. Sometimes it, yeah. I've had, like, you can do spinach and you can do iceberg and you can do yeah. radicchio and yeah.
0: Yeah. Kale. You do. Um... We do uh, Hello Fresh. Do you guys have Hello Fresh in the States?: no. Yeah. So we do Hello Fresh, and um, I think because of Hello Fresh, we have been exposed to a lot of different types of food. Like that was the whole point for us, is we wanted to get food that we wouldn't generally cook if it was just up to us. And so we always try to choose things that aren't just sort of conventional stuff. And I found that for me, it's pork chops. Any thick Mm, pieces of pork was very tough for me to eat. Steak was fine. Um, Chicken was fine, but pork was always tough for me, even if I cut into small pieces. And and I always felt like maybe I was just chewing it too fast or eating it too fast. But regardless, I knew what was happening and what was coming up. So for a long time, I just sort of stuck away from it. But over time, it did get significantly better. Um, Mm -hmm. And that at this point, for me, like I find that the biggest issue really is eating too much which happens uh no bacon was was great bacon <laughs> yeah, was good. was was fine it was no problems with that but the other reason is me eating too fast right and i know when it's happening too right um so oftentimes in the middle of my meal i can catch myself and be like okay you started you're eating too fast or you mm-hmm. were drinking at the same time and you knew it was a problem now this is where you put everything down and sort of just sit for a little bit and let your body catch up, and then get back mm-hmm. into it, right? Because yeah. I found that that was my hard parts now. Back then, it was sort of like, I didn't know what was going to come. I didn't know what the issue was going to be. Like, I know Dad loses it, said he likes the restriction. You never know what you're going to get. And that was what it was like for the first year almost. But after that, I feel like you have a good idea of what works well with, with mm-hmm. your body. And it's sort of like, yeah. okay, now you just need to recognize it and build those habits. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. And at this
2: six-month mark, as you're you're where you can eat, more texture you can try most anything but if you're gonna get that feeling and usually it's it's too tough too much too fast like those are the three that's your like filter through oh did I eat that too fast it was it too tough or was it just a bite too much yeah i like that yeah
0: very cool harry harry says that she can't have rice oh that makes me so sad mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a it. common one
2: it is say, a very yeah. common
0: one. And I was yeah. very scared of that being an Asian person uh, where rice is such a big part of our culture. Yeah. Um, and I like using it for things like post-workout as well. Um, mm-hmm. But it, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that that wasn't the case for me, but oh, I feel sad for you, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> Sending yeah. a virtual yeah. hug for that one.
2: <laughs> Are there other holiday challenges or questions that either came up over Thanksgiving or that you anticipate in December?
1: You know, we talked about alcohol, I think, last time yeah. that mm-hmm. you're on the show. Um, you know, I, I know we, you know, we all drink over the holidays, typically, you know, uh, just to deal with the uh, the in-laws sometimes or whatever the case may be. Um, you know. I, I think we talked about it in in the in the first episode we did with you, but you know, how do you? I think we talked about also drinking and eating at the same time, and, and you gave me some yeah. nuggets, uh, you know, that really helped me out with that. But uh, what would what would you recommend, uh, for for drinking eating, you know, same time type stuff, or you know, wait wait thirty minutes is what you know a lot of people say, um, mm-hmm. and then what is alcohol doing? Uh, yeah. you know, why should we monitor the the intake maybe I don't know.
2: Yeah. 30 minutes is good. Like 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after is great. I think, and it it depends on each person, but I think you can, you can push it a little bit before, you know, but wait that 30 minutes after alcohol. It is simple way, but it's just digested differently after surgery. Like it, it moves much more quickly you could put somebody right next to me same body, same weight. We drink the same amount, but she had surgery. I didn't, she's getting drunker a lot faster than I am a lot faster. Um, just because of the way it, yeah, it doesn't have to go through the whole process. Like dad, dad loses. It says like, usually it's stomach, small intestine into the bloodstream after surgery. It's pretty much stomach into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Um, What's weird and what people tell me they experience is it doesn't feel like your blood alcohol level will be elevated, but you don't feel that elevation like you did before or it goes away quicker. So yeah, you feel that buzz and then it goes away you're like, Oh, I can have another Mm -hmm. drink, but your blood alcohol level is still elevated. So be super careful of any kind of driving. It's, because you might feel okay, but you're not. Um, and just like the vacation, you know, if you are drinking more of the holidays, it's the holidays. It's not every day and beyond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> which is yeah. it's easy to let that be like, oh, you know, I have this left over. I keep on drinking it. Yeah. Um, and that is the one time I would drink and eat, mm. like um, for the absorption. Don't don't drink alcohol on an empty stomach. Right. So that's the one time I put them together.
0: Yeah, my experience with alcohol is 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 the other option, as you had mentioned. So if Mm -hmm. I have something, it's like I went straight, like all in, for the next Mm -hmm. twenty minutes or thirty minutes, and then Mm -hmm. I'm okay. I'm I'm sober. Right. Like that's the way it hits me, which is was completely different the very first time I drank, and it was it was uh it was quite the experience, but for mm-hmm. sure,
2: and just beware like there yep. there's a lot of I don't think there's like a statement, but a lot of people drink more after surgery than they would have before and are at mm-hmm. higher risk for mm-hmm. alcohol use disorder, yeah, 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 and follow like don't go alcohol 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 water, right. alcohol water, yeah. Uh, alcohol bread waters. yeah 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 i had a client just recently who because of that not drinking <laughs> and eating she would go and have a glass of wine and then like well i can't wait 30 minutes before i want to eat but i might want another drink so she ended up she would just drink um and so with that situation we're like okay you're gonna you're gonna eat and then drink and then water and then eat so yeah
0: all right. That's a good yeah, point. It's a tough one. So I would like to jump on or pivot from there. So we, we talked about alcohol over the holidays. And again, these are all big social gatherings during the holidays. And I know we had discussed this briefly off, off air, but how about utilizing or using marijuana and oh, eating? Because yeah. I know that that's a big thing too, uh, post-op. I know that in the group that I'm in, uh, on Facebook, there's a lot of discussions about it, and there's a lot of back and forth on it. So, what is your mm-hmm. take on it?
2: Oh, so there was a, a really good, and it was like a debate at the metabolic bariatric conference this year. One side saying it's awesome. it's awesome, go for it, it's fine, it's great, and the other side saying like absolutely not. Right. Both from physicians and psychologists. Um, so. It's funny, like right after we talked last time, this article came up and it says it, that marijuana use doesn't affect weight loss or complications after surgery. Okay. But in that conference, one of the surgeons was saying like, she's seen complications or increased risk. Um, I'm not a surgeon, so I don't know. I can't remember what exactly it was like bleeding risk or, or healing delays so if you aren't, if you haven't had surgery and you do smoke marijuana around the time of your surgery, I would stop yes. just to be extra careful. Yeah. And you know yourself, like, you know, if you get extra munchy or if it helps you, you know, that it may help you calm down and reduce anxiety. And then you don't eat because maybe you mm-hmm. eat more when you're anxious. So um, it's interesting the way that I'm going to say it wrong this synocannabinoid system is like a lot of like balance. And so if you're off balance a little bit and you can have marijuana and it brings back that balance, but it can also shift it the other direction. So I feel like the theme of, of bariatrics is just know yourself, be aware. So if it helps reduce your anxiety, if it helps you relax and then you don't snack all night, Mm -hmm. and it's legal in your state. Um, I don't see a problem with it. But if you know, like, oh, yeah, when I smoke, I eat a gallon of ice cream, like, which is more important. Yeah.
0: I think that's a big part. And I I think we've talked about this on on separate episodes. A lot of it is just sort of having, or understanding yourself and really knowing yourself, right? And Mm -hmm. understanding the moderation part of it. Because, yeah, like, I think some of us, do lean towards one way or the other, and mm-hmm. um, and this is with alcohol too. And understanding that will help with dictating and controlling your behavior and actions as a result mm-hmm. of that, right? But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't enjoy anything either. So it's just a matter of making making smart decisions. I say that to my kids all the time. So
2: yeah, right. My mom always so. said, like, have fun, be careful, make good decisions. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But the, there's a lot of that. I a lot of my clients were like stuck in the black and white like yeah it's right or wrong it's good or bad good food bad food um but there has to be some gray and i think long term so you had surgery it, you're, you can't undo it so you, yep. your bariatric surgery for 20 40 years the way you eat to maintain that has to be flexible it has to be a little yeah. gray and so right. to just live by protein only and water is only going to get you so far because then real life hits and what do you do when you're on vacation? What do you do when you have yeah. a glass of wine? Yeah.
1: I think the the stress of maybe screwing it up. I mean, we've come this far. We've had the surgery, mm-hmm. you know, and now, you know, if it's not black or white and you have that gray area, you know, for me, it's I'm scary. I'm afraid that yeah, I don't want to I don't want to dip my toe in either side, because I don't know which mm-hmm. way I'm going to go with it. And I don't want to blow the whole thing. You know what I mean? Coming from a place oh, yeah. of a food addiction, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely mm-hmm. a lot about just knowing your body, what, you know, the self-control, you know, yeah. um, for me, I, I if I had self-control, if I practiced self-control, I probably wouldn't have needed bariatric surgery, you know, uh, and so still learning, and it's always a process. It's always yeah. it's something that I'm gonna have to, you know, be working on probably for the rest of my life, you know. Um, at parties, you know, holidays, mm-hmm. funerals, you know, things happen. Life happens, you know. And how do we Never cope hurt. without stepping too far over that line and going, you know, too far black or white with it?
0: Right. And that's sort of one thing I also, you know, we, when we talked to Mike, um, that's one thing that I also tried to stress is that, you know, a lot of people say that the first year of bariatric surgery is sort of, it's that gift. You're going to lose the weight. It will happen. You are going to get rid of that. Yeah. So my advice to anyone going through surgery and really early on is it's going to come off. So take this time to build those habits. So after that one year po- a point, that's when it's becoming, this is my routine. This is what I do. Yeah. This is how I am. So like when you go on vacation, sure, I'm going to eat that first day where I haven't eaten since 6 a.m. And I'm going to eat and probably not feel that great. But then the next day, it's like, okay, this is how I eat. This is what I'm going back to. Right. So mm-hmm. building those habits. So this is what it is moving forward. So that's the way it's- I always try to look at it.
2: I like that. It's like the James Clear, big fan that um how he there's a quote and I'm gonna mess it up, but like don't say I I hope I'm a successful bariatric right. patient or I hope I keep my weight off. Be like, I'm a person that keeps weight off. I'm a person that lives healthy after bariatric surgery. It's yeah. just that mindset shift of like I'm doing it instead of I hope I can. Yeah. Um yeah. It's a it's a big one and you
0: yeah
2: yeah what are you what are you identifying as someone that's like on that line of like like murphy said like oh if i could just tip my toe in am i gonna fall over or like no i'm strong in this and i know what i can do and not do and i know i can get back on track after vacation or january 5th whatever yeah
0: yeah and i think that's the big part because like even so with my post that I posted today, it was it was talking about sort of, I've spent so much time not looking at weight besides the half naked picture or three quarters naked picture Murph. <laughs> um, you know, I I spent so much time with this really good mindset in regards to my weight, not looking at the weight, not worrying about one pound or two pounds or whatever weight and looking at what my goal is. And coming back from vacation, you know, I was actually no longer in the 190s. I was in the 180s. And my weight was going down. And then I was actually stepping on the scale like every day, which I never do. And I was it was messing up with my head because Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, maybe it's because I'm used to gaining 15 pounds on vacation. Maybe it's because I was in the 190s for so long. And this is where I wanted to be. Or maybe it's because I was seeing my weight going down. And I haven't really been trying for that. But in my head, I was, I was sort of telling myself, hey, this is what you want to be doing. You want to be losing weight. This is what you want to do again. Right. And it's interesting because dad loses it. He asked a question in my comments and then he messaged me and was like, oh, there he goes. Here he is. And, and it was sort of like he was just like uh, he was saying that this is an intervention. Like stop thinking that way. Right. And, and it's true, though, because. Mm-hmm these are all things we grew up with for the past how many years, X amount of years. Like this is the way our mindset was. And as much as we have been working on it, like I know with me, it's always an area where I always focus on. That doesn't mean I'm always strong in that sense. Right. So you always can fall. So thanks dad loses it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I may have said this last time, but I love the idea of, you write down so whatever your weight was, like one eighty six. You just want to be in the one eighties. You write that down, and then write down everything that you're expecting to come with that. Yeah. Does it mean that you can run farther, hike the mountain, play with your kids, wear the dress, wear the pants? That's well, it. Not not wear the pants. Um, um, whatever, and then tear off that number. You don't need a number. That doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, that's
0: it. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing, too, and we were talking about this is my goal is not even to have a lower weight. It's actually to gain weight and gain muscle. Uh, But in my head, it's been so ingrained in us that we need to be losing weight. And, you know, at one ninety that in my I remember when I first gained that weight and that was my goal. First thing that came into my head is, wow, you are really close to being 200 again. Right. Uh And it's just like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Am yeah. I gonna end up being in my two hundreds? I worked so hard to get into Wonderland, and yeah. like I'm purposely getting here, but I'm sort of skirting that edge. And and uh, and that's such a good point, Dad. Lose it that um, you look like you lost weight was the best compliment best, we heard yeah. our whole lives. That hundred percent is yeah. right. So yeah. it's no wonder that we are so um, skittish about that number it's and the way that it looks with us, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that it makes really. us feel. So. Absolutely. Yeah. We have so, tons we, of stuff that we can talk about, but Jeannie, I wanted to make sure that you got a lot of time to talk about what your announcement was. Cool. So, I'm going to
2: answer Mary's question. Go and for And yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. So she asked, do we need to be counting calories? And if we do, if so, how, how do we figure? <laughs> um, ugh, I, You don't need to be counting calories, but sometimes it's helpful to just kind of calibrate or recalibrate to have that calories or to know like, okay, I'm I'm supposed to get a thousand calories. So if you look at whatever, the frozen dinner or the menu item, you can be like, oh, that's 800. I don't want that because I'm only eating a thousand. I think that's when it's useful. if you want, I do a little service for, to figure out maintenance calories, like called the macro match. Um, so Mary, if you're interested, we can do that. I can help you on the side. I don't love counting calories. I think it's tedious and stressful, but the knowledge of I need about this much and this many grams of protein is useful. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm sure that was not very helpful because <laughs> I didn't give you a number. <laughs> yes, we you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my news is, and you may have heard it a little bit, next Thursday I'm doing a masterclass. class. Um, it's called uh, Rewriting Your Weight Loss Surgery Future. And one of the reasons is, like I said early on, as time goes by, those basics, those rules that you're given aren't serving you. Fully, like the rules still stand, but they're not helping you for the long term. And so, in this class, I'm going to talk about how you yourself can make your own plan to to determine your weight loss surgery future. Um, and then I'll have an announcement at the end with a new service at a discounted price. So, sign up for the masterclass. I, it's the link is in my bio. If you can't make it, um, you'll get the replay. And um, yeah, I'd just love for anybody to to hop on. It will be interactive, much like this. Like type your questions, we'll chat, um, and you'll be on the way to rewriting your future.
1: Is this something that you're also using at a at a clinic or or Ooh, somewhere else, question. or is this or is this your personal? Mind. This is your brand. This yeah, is it's
2: really. It's uh, what's interesting is it's what I've seen and and heard from patients. And I was working on it earlier and just kind of getting some research articles to back it. And there's one that I'm like, Oh my gosh, here it is. It just says like exactly what I'm thinking about what patients go through when, when you regain weight and how that feels and what you're supposed to do about it and Mm -hmm. all the unexpected things that happen that might, uh, I don't want to say get you off track, but bring on those feelings of shame and and guilt, and I failed. Um, That doesn't have to be that way. Like, like you've got the tool. It's not going away. So if we can set up some support structures and some mindset, you're good to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And something that you just said, and Rob said it multiple times, and you've said it a couple of times, and I say it a lot, is mindset. Um, you know, that, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I feel like your mindset when, when going into bariatric surgery, dealing with it being however many months or years post-op, if you don't have your head screwed on straight and thinking confidently or um, being consistent and, and you know, creating a better mindset for yourself I, I feel personally the numbers that I've put on it this is just my this is Murph's case study uh, I, I feel like it's 90% of the battle uh, mindset and then the other 10% is just that that elbow bending and putting you know what I mean like that's that's how I look at it it I mean what, what would you say mindset how big of a role does that play and, and how much of that do you discuss in your your master class
2: yeah in a class um- I think it's a huge role. It, like Rob was saying, that first year is is kind of like the surgeries work. First year, year and a half, um, and beyond that is your mindset work. Um, so in the course will or the, the class will go over a lot of of mindset ideas and quotes and like actions that you can take to start to develop that positive outlook and and realizing that you are in control of, of your future with surgery. Like it doesn't have to, if you do go on vacation, if you do, so this is happening before Christmas, you listen to the class and then you eat all the pie at Christmas. It's okay because you've got those tools and mindset to pick back up when you're ready.
1: Yeah. yeah. Would you say you, um, is this just for bariatric patients or, or, um, could anybody benefit from, from this class?
2: It's just for bariatric patients. Um, but I think a lot of the ideas are applicable. So if someone, let's say a spouse or um, maybe someone that's not ready for surgery yet, but is kind of wanting to to see what it's like, I think it'd be okay. great. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So even... Before surgery.
2: Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's, important. Right. you know, is we, we kind of hinted, like, you get all the directions before surgery. It's scary enough before surgery. <laughs> you can see people on, on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. But once you get to that point of wherever it is, 18 months, two years, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's not talked about a lot. So, yeah, to to yeah. get a glimpse of that would be great. Mm-hmm. Very cool.
1: Very yeah. cool. Um, I might
0: be out of questions. Rob, do you have any questions? No, I, have I, a couple, I have a
1: couple more. I just didn't want
0: to. I was just reading to see if I know we were talking about the uh, DEXA scans. I know uh, Mary was action about Dexa scan dad loses it talked about the importance of you know how he thinks that it should be mandatory for weight loss surgery patients just so we look at really lean muscle mass versus things like hey BMI that you know I am yeah. still obese right yeah I'm still right. considered overweight right. or not obese I'm considered overweight with BMI right so that's going to be a tough part
2: um Dexa will is better than like I'm not sure what 3D fit is, but I think I have an idea. Like what they do at the gym, the gyms that kind of shows you. Yeah. So (laughs) Dexa will be better. It's ideal. Um, But I know not all of the surgery centers or you have to get an order for it probably. Mm -hmm. Um, What we use in our clinic is a Tanita scale. And there's also, there's a couple brands out there. Um, Definitely better than just, where are you on the BMI chart? Yeah. Um, if if anybody's listening, that's that's in that like significant weight loss phase. If you're try to find that kind of scale because we want to watch muscle to fat. We don't want you to be losing fat and muscle too much. Um, and those those scales help us see that.
1: Does that also measure? I, I've never heard of the DEXA scale. Does that measure um, skin as well, or um, does it tell you?
2: The DEXA is used a lot with like osteoporosis and like bone density, but it's cool because yeah. it shows like bones, then muscle, then then adipose tissue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, cool. But it—I don't think it weighs you actually, which is that's kind of cool. Oh, to yeah. To have that data okay. without the the number of the scale.
0: Yeah, it's all based on like percentages of mm-hmm. of all the different tissues and structures within your body. So it's pretty cool for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. And the little Tanita skill we have at work does bones, muscle, water, fat. I think that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Very cool, Jeannie. Back to the program you're saying you uh, that you're hosting for next week. Yeah. What would you say is Two things. So what would you say or what would you list as the main goal of someone who is going to be attending? And what is what do you think would be their biggest takeaway or what is your hope for their biggest yeah, takeaway? Right.
2: I think your the goal is you want to make sure that you can be successful for the long term. Um, and then the takeaway would be. Either you know you've got the tools or you know where to go get the tools. Yeah. Yeah.
0: For sure. And I think that's a big part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Understanding the resources you have available to you and being able Mm -hmm. to go out and utilize those resources. Mm -hmm. Um, Because right now, there's just so many things. You have so many resources available to you. We've spent the past couple of years doing everything from home. Everything's available to you, right? Right,
2: right, right. Yeah. And I think... Sometimes when people regain weight or they get years out from surgery, that, that going back to the clinic is just not not an option for whatever reason. Shame, guilt, didn't really feel connected. They moved on, whatever. And used to, that was just like you were stuck. But now um, with Instagram, with YouTube, with Pinterest, with, like you can find some support. You can find some information. You can connect with people and get where you need to be.
0: For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sorry, uh, just in regards to, I don't know if you mentioned it, I don't think I caught that, but for the program, I know it is geared towards bariatric patients looking for long-term success. Is there a specific time frame that you would think it's most ideal for, or like someone like Mary, uh, for example, she's very, very interested in everything in regards to maintaining and, and staying on track with things. She's 10 years out as well, though. So like oh, yeah. what would be ideal?
2: Um I'm gonna say a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think a year's too you're too young <laughs> at a year. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I'm reading Mary's comment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang girl took 50 off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I like I my little intro, like though you're my people <clears throat> if you're like a year and a half plus out from surgery yeah i can help you if you're if you're early i know that but who i'm here to serve because i don't think there's much out there is those people that are long-term post-op
0: yeah and i think that year to year and a half point especially that year and a half point is really i think it's that point where you start having to really understand what works and what hasn't been working for you, because early on, like I said, a lot of it's been working for you, right? Um, And so like, you know, with me, the goal was never with having the bariatric surgery was never, I'm having the bariatric surgery to lose all this weight. It's for me, it was always to prevent me from gaining this weight back. So it's like, okay, so what can I learn during the time when I'm losing it? um, To make sure I never gain it back. And And you've got to
2: learn for you. Like it's not just having that list of do's and don'ts isn't going to take you all the way into the future, but knowing like, okay, I need to watch out if there's alcohol or I don't, or this is the way I can be on track. I don't need to weigh myself every day. I need to weigh myself once a week, you know, whatever it is, you've got to kind of build your own way about yeah.
1: it for sure. yeah, for the first no, for the first time for the first time in my life i feel like my body is is kind of like a, a well-oiled machine you know like i i know what it needs when it needs it i'm i'm more in tune you know yeah. but sometimes i i wonder like him you know do i need some carbs right now or, or, or am i needing this protein or should i have this you know energy drink or this protein drink and and so still figuring it out I I lied. I'm actually 18 months out. I was just doing the math in my head. So, so I'm right. I'm right there at that, you know, year and a half mark where, you know, I can start fitting more food in my stomach. um, If I wanted to, Uh, I feel like my portion sizes are, are bigger, but should I, what do I, you know what I mean? Just because I can, doesn't mean I should, you know? And so I'm, I'm toying around with a lot of new ideas, uh, as of late, uh, especially with Thanksgiving. That was, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh.
0: but yeah. I think what you had said is really important there because you had talked about the fact that, you know, the idea of a well-oiled machine, right? So you understand that sure, you can have a lot of these things, should you, and so There's a lot more purpose with what you're eating, and it's different if you just say, hey, I have to eat X amount of calories, but it's just like, okay, well, I am working a 12-hour shift, right? Right. So I will require more energy, so I am feeding this machine. I am working out. I require more protein to help with recovery i am whatever the case might be right and i think that's the big difference between a lot of people as they go on this journey and as they continue to learn about their diet dietary needs Mm is it's Mm -hmm. not it it can go a bit more in depth or a lot more in depth actually and it's just it's so individual to you
1: yeah Yeah.
2: exactly i mean i used to tell people when i taught classes like you all may have had the same surgery yeah but you're different people Mm -hmm.
1: Everybody okay. is different,
2: so the application is going to be different Let's in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, so where where can we sign up for this class? Yeah. How much How much does it cost? What uh, where, What time do I need to be where? Oh, yeah.
2: So it is next Thursday at eight Eastern. So December eighth at eight. Okay. Um, the link is in my Instagram bio. You just click there and. Click enter your email and you're good to go. Cool. So, awesome.
0: Totally and cool. moving oh. forward, are you looking at doing more of these um, sort of these workshop or masterclass type That's sessions it. We'll or is see. this sort of, yeah. Okay. Awesome.
2: Yeah. So this is the first one um, I've done. I've d- I do a lot with Barry nation, but this will be the first one I'll do on my own. So cool. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. If I like it and you like it, we'll do more.
0: I love the idea. I, I love masterclass sessions. Like I've done yeah. a lot of mindset masterclass sessions. I found it's been very, very powerful and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to feed off of other people. So I think that's, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. For Sure. Cool. We are almost about done in terms of overall time here. Now you did mention Barry nation. Um, Murph, did you want to share some uh, some really cool news? Yeah, we
1: didn't we didn't talk about whether or not we're going to share that today. Um,
0: <laughs> okay, you. sorry yeah. if you'd like to. <laughs> no,
1: let's let's go ahead and share it. it you know, uh, Jeannie brought it up. She mentioned Beer Nation. Um, so, yeah, we, we will not be meeting uh, at the waiting table this this coming Wednesday. Uh, we're we're just spacing it out a little bit because of the holidays and and family stuff. So, um, but our next And I believe it's our, would it be our last meeting at the table this year? No, we'll have, we'll have two more. No, Um, we'll have one more. Okay. This is our last one
0: of the year? No, no. We have another
1: one after. One after that. Okay. So on the 14th, I see the time ticking down on the 14th, Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern guys, we are so excited (laughs) to announce that we're going to be meeting with Natalie and Jason and April from Berry Nation. Uh, um yeah, and we're gonna have a Christmas party or something. We're gonna do something fun. We're gonna talk about Christmas, New Year's resolutions and um, and what to expect this next coming year. and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a blast. I don't know how we're gonna get five people on one screen, it'll but work. we'll do'll it. We'll it in we make it work. We're all gonna sit at the table together and uh, it'll be fun. so That'll uh, be awesome. Jenny, thanks it'll for meeting awesome. with us again uh yeah. it's a pleasure having you. i hope yeah you know, i hope for an a, a part three yeah. uh we'll be on here again and all good right. luck to you good luck with the uh, the master class and yeah, uh thanks so much to see uh to see that all come you know come about and really, uh
2: yeah.
1: great success i'm sure oh thanks it's so,
0: so exciting and, and again yeah like thank you so much for joining us like I thoroughly enjoy having you on. I feel like it's some of the best conversation we have mm-hmm. and I think everyone gets so much from it. So uh, I really, really do appreciate you coming and joining us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you guys for doing this. It's, it's oh, awesome. There. Just to see all the, the podcasts and support coming from patients. That's awesome.
1: It's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. For sure. Yeah.
0: So that all is right. all the time we have for tonight, guys. Um, thanks so much for joining us on the waiting table podcast where we're serving the weight loss community.
1: One pound at a time.
0: See you next week, guys.
1: See you, guys.